the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a joy to have you join us today. We must be diligent in our prayer life, in the study of God's Word, and in our determination to meet God's commandment to live a life of holiness. The evidence is clear. We see and hear it every day. Satan will stop at nothing to pervert his malicious agenda the world over, even among the saints of God. We must put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand in these evil days and continue to win souls for Christ. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues part five of this series. We do bless your holy name and we do take you at your word. At your word, the worlds were formed. At your word, people live. And at your word, people lay down and die. (laughs) At your word, there's power inherent in your word. Help me to preach that same word today from a powerful book called the Bible that we would govern our lives by the authoritative word of God. Help us to not be distracted in our minds. Help us to get what we have come for. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. You have your Bibles? Turn with us to, we're in a series. The theme verse is... 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 14 through 16 toward the end of the Bible. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 14 through 16. And uh, that's just a wonderful passage. Matter of fact, we're in part five. The holiness of God is so uh, essential uh, uh, to the Christian faith. And um, we want to preach now uh, part five of this message entitled, a call to holiness, a call to holiness taken from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. And there you'll find this, these words. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written. Written where? In the Old Testament scripture. Be holy, for I am holy. A call to holiness. My friends, Satan and his demonic hosts are are unleashing their evil agenda throughout the entire world. You can go on any continent of this globe and you'll soon find sin prevailing. Satan is propagating and orchestrating sin 
in epidemic proportions that has affected every facet of society in America and around the world. Sin has infiltrated the entertainment industry, it's all over the movie industry, and it's even in the music industry where all kind of damnable songs are being unleashed on our society and, and in the hearing of people and children and so forth. Evil is perpetrated in video games and sin is even being promoted in school curriculum where teachers and professors alike in university are indoctrinating our children away from God. Beloved, sin is a serious thing and I'm so amazed how Christians take sin so lightly. Sin is rampant in our government. It's rampant in uh, politics. It has affected all classes of people regardless of race and socioeconomic status. It affects the rich. Sin affects the middle class. Sin affects the poor. Sin affects the workplace. You can see it in discrimination. You can see it in violence in the workplace. And revenge is on the rise in the workplace. Sin is there. You do not have to look far to find sin. We see it in gambling. We see it in illegal drugs. We see it in the legalization of marijuana. We see it in sexual immorality where people are sleeping with some of everything and everybody. Uh, we see it in pornography that's so pervasive in our society from our young children all the way up to the oldest of adults. Uh, we see sin in the redefining of the gender. Uh, we see sin in the injustice in America, in the world. Uh, we see sin in racial prejudice and so much more. In the name of freedom, people will cuss at will in the name of freedom. They will slander and even gossip because of the depravity of man. We live in a day where there is no regard for life. People will wipe you out. They will kill you if you just stare at them too long. We live in a day where multitudes of the unborn are being murdered. People gone mad will kill another driver in road rage. And now we have the euthanizing of our elderly and in some countries, even the youth who have mental and physical disabilities, they are putting them to death in some countries and that is going to spread. Many openly appreciate and promote lies over truth. We live in a day where everyone does what is right in his, in his and her own eyes without any sense of remorse, without any sense of regret, and without any sense of guilt. Sadly, sin has divided and tor torn up the family structure. Divorce is at epidemic proportion. Proportion. Uh, children are out of control, telling parents what to do, slapping parents around, and uh, disrespecting parents, running away from home, going crazy. The families are being torn asunder, and sin is even widespread, e even in the Lord's church, sadly, where people who say they are believers can sin with ease and then come into the Lord's house and think that they are worshiping him or even giving him acceptable worship. Beloved, this is why there will be an imminent coming judgment day. Did you hear what I said? There will be, there shall be an imminent coming judgment day. 
And God's going to come. And he's going to settle the injustices. He's going to come and he's going to judge the world in righteousness. You can be assured judgment is on the way because God is holy and the violation of the law of God will have severe repercussions. Would that be, now all that was introduction to put you in the context of the message. But let's transition now and pose a question. How do we live holy in an unholy world as Christians? Do you agree with me that this world has become tainted and sinful and unholy? So the question is, how do we as believers live holy in an unholy world as Christians? Number one, holiness comes from hearing and obeying the word of God. These are principles that you need to write down if you're going to live in victory and not succumb and be defeated by sin. Number one, holiness comes from hearing and obeying the word of God. There's a precious passage found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 12 through 13. And I'm going to do a little exegeting of the passage to give you some sense of what it's all about. In that particular passage, it says, gather the people together. And and, and even today, the church, the ecclesia, the called out, that's the Greek word, means the called out assembly. We are the called out assembly unto the Lord. We are God's chosen people. We are the church of the living God, washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have gathered ourselves together to worship God in spirit and in truth. And here in Deuteronomy, you have the gathering of people. They had men and women and little ones there. And even today in the Lord's church, we have men, women, and little ones. I just love it. We'll have children when they're young, uh, from birth to five years old, they go to the nursery. But when they turn six, they get out of that nursery and they go sit with their parents. Because we believe here at this church that the parents ought to teach the children how to worship. Why don't y'all say Amen. You ought to put them next to you. They ought to have pen, paper in their hands, and they ought to be printing. I don't care if they can't write down, but one or two or three lines. And then you talk about that at the dinner table to challenge their little lives spiritually, right? So just like they had men, look at that, and women and, and little ones gathering together in the economy of Israel, today in the Lord's church, you also have men, women, and little ones. And the strangers, even the strangers had to abide by the law of God. And even if you're a visitor here today, uh, when you're at Maranatha, you just can't do anything of what you want to do. You, 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 you have to abide by the government and authoritative word and how we practice here at Maranatha. You can't say, well, this is what we did at the church down the street. We're not down the street. We're here. Don't y'all say amen. The strangers, when you come in here, you're on the authoritative word of God uh, who is within the gates that they may, they gather them together. What? Uh, God calls them together. Underline this now. See, y'all read the Bible too fast. Never speed read the Bible. You got to slow down and read it meditatively so that it can saturate your soul. That, why do you come to church? Just to yawn or chew bubble gum? Now, don't swallow your gum if you're chewing it. Please don't do that. I don't want anybody choking in here. 
We don't want to, we don't see, we don't want the uh, medical people uh, trying to do you service. But so go on and chew uh, 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 quietly, and the next time, uh, stay focused. <laughs> the more we study and meditate on the Word of God, the more we are able to apply holiness to our daily lives and draw on it whenever we need it. There is strength and power in knowing the Word for ourselves. By doing so, we are able to apply the Word in every aspect of our lives and utilize it as effective witnesses for the Kingdom of God. With the Word of God in our hearts, we have joy that the world cannot give or take away. And the sin that Satan perpetuates decreases because it no longer has power over us. Uh, So you gather them together that they may hear. Do you realize people come to church, they dress up, get a two-ton Bible, sit in a seat, and don't even hear? That's, that's incredible how you can come to God's house and not hear. You can be in here and yet not hear. Oh, y'all with me? Yet not listen. That, that they may hear and that they may learn. You're here to hear the word. And you are here to learn the word so that you can grow in the word and not be acting like spiritual babies, making an unholy mess all over the Lord's church. So you come to hear and learn to fear the Lord, your God. You know what? There's a tremendous absence of the reverential fear of God in his house. People can come into his house and think they have some kind of entitlement mentality. What we owe you. Uh, People come in here and they want to sling around their weight or sling around their influence or sling sling around whatever they think they have. They earned a right to speak because they are a tithe paying member. but, But you know, the question is, where is the reverential fear of God in your life? And if it's not in your life, when you come to church, you're going to bring that hellish mess right on in the church. That they, that they may learn to fear, a reverential fear of the Lord your God. Now, some folk don't fear because they don't have God. How are you going to fear something you don't, someone you don't have? You, you got to know God. And when you know God and, and know who he is and how awesome and majestic and holy he is, you will have a reverential fear of God, the Lord your God. And look, why are we here? To carefully observe all the words of this book. That's why for I've been preaching, uh, uh, pastoring for almost 35 years, and I've only come up here with one book because this is the only book through which God speaks. That's right. It is the inspired, infallible, authoritative word of the living God. And, and, and we're given this book from God, inspired to, to learn to fear the Lord and then to carefully observe all the words of this law. You, in Genesis, all the words. In Exodus, and all the words. What's the next book? Let me test y'all. See, y'all can't even say the next book. See there? Y'all can't even go through the first five books of the Bible. Get out of those cell phones. The first book is what? The next book is what? All right. All the words of Exodus. Next book is what? Leviticus. All the words. You say, I don't understand it. Keep reading until you understand it. You can't. That's why you don't understand it. You give up. 
ask the Lord, when I, when I, let me, when I read the Bible, the first thing I pray is speak, Lord, your servant is listening and help me to understand with clarity so that I may teach your people, but even more so that I may learn and grow to be more like you. What's the next book? Numbers. Some of y'all just copying off of people. You don't even... Numbers. Every word. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. Every word. That's right. And on and on it goes. All the way to Revelation. Verse 13. And that their children... Look at the reference to children. That their children... Now, now there's some, some churches, they run children out, and they're not a child-friendly church. That's why they don't have them. And, and, and many churches don't have a, a, an evangelistic thrust toward children. Well, first of all, you're going to have children, you've got to like them. <laughs> some of y'all don't like them. Shut up. Sit down. Don't touch that. Move. I mean, everything is don't, don't. Don't, 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 you know? Don't touch that. Don't touch this. And uh, you, you, you can don't them right on at the church. Now, I'm not saying they ought to be disrespectful to sacred things and wild and all that. But, but up here at this pulpit and, the, and on this stage, it's not so holy that a child can't come up here and touch me and I'll either come up here and pull on my pant leg and some of them want to hug, some of them just want me to give them some tension and I'm going to give it to them. I see some children that come up here, I even see teenagers that come up here and they ease around and they're, they're, they're ooh, 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 ooh. They think it's going to strike, God's going to strike them if they touch that. And we treat the pulpit more holy than we do our own bodies, the temple of God. You know? Now, we ought to, now, I'm not saying make a God out of this stuff, but we got to realize that we ought to not scare people to the point that they feel like they can't even walk in here. Why don't you say amen? So, so, so and, their children, and their children who have not known it have not known what? The word, the law of God. And do you not know there are multitudes of children who are so ignorant of the word of God. And you know why they're so ignorant? It's because their parents are ignorant. Bringing them to the Lord Church is is just an option. How are your children going to learn if you don't put them in a place to learn? If you don't bring them to Sundays, if you don't bring, it's for the whole family. It's not for children. We we have classes for the entirety of the family. It's a huge vacation Bible school starting at 6 o'clock tonight all the way through Friday, ending with a picnic on Saturday. Huge! Where are you? You don't just bring them and drop them off and treat the church as some kind of daycare. You're to bring them, make sure they're in their place, and they better stay in that class. Use the rest. Do your business before you get in this class. If I find you out of this class, that's going to be some repercussions when you get home. You ought to expect something from your children. Amen? That's right. Expect them to grow. And then talk about what did you learn in Sunday school? What did you learn in vacation Bible school? What did you learn when you, when you went to Mo Ranch Retreat? You're going to learn that, that Christmas speech. And you're going to get up there and look nice. We're going to dress you up and you're going to say every word of it. You better not miss a word. When resurrection time, you're going to get up and we're going to take pictures of you doing your resurrection speeches. 
Oh, well, you're going to be in a ministry of this church. You're not going to sit there and just run with your friends and just sit there and chitter-chat. You're going to either be in the greatest ministry, you're going to be on a camera, you're going to be, uh, in, a, you're gonna be in the choir, you're going to be an usher, you're going to be something. We see that not only on youth day, we see it all through the year here. Our children are not the church only of tomorrow. They are our church today, you know. And we need to train them up the way they should go. Y'all hanging with me? You got children who have not known it. The children are illiterate because the mama's illiterate. They got more ball in them from little kids. Then soccer ball, basketball, football, cheerleader, this and that and that. All that stuff is good, but ball can't keep them when they go through a crisis. Ball can't, ball can't keep them when they face bullies and when they're tempted by their friends and the peer pressure. They're going to need more than a ball. They need the Bible. Your children who have not known it uh, may hear that word. There's a reemphasizing on the hear. Now, now, now when, you, when you listen, you activate what you hear. That they may hear and learn, look, there it is again, to fear the Lord your God as long as you live. You ought to be learning, hearing, and obeying the word of God as long as you have breath in your body. Huh? He said, in the land which you cross the Jordan to possess. Now you're in a land around all these pagans, you're not going to act like the rest of these pagans. You are a called out people and you're going to represent God in the midst of a pagan culture. That's what he was telling Israel. But by the way, today we too are in the midst of a paganistic culture and we are called as children of light to represent God in the midst of a pagan culture in which we live. This world can't get any more pagan and damnable, any more pagan and damnable. It's, it's out there. It's way across the line. It ain't, it's not kind of across the line. It's way over the top. My friend, apart from hearing or obeying the word of God, it is impossible to live holy, which will result in an accumulation of sin in your life. If you don't learn to fear God and live by the book, there will be an accumulation of sin. In other words, it means that sin will pile up in your life and, and, and you are ripe for judgment because you're not keeping short sin accounts with God. Believers who are serious about the word will highly prize the word. Believers who are serious about the word will value the word. Believers who are serious about the word will keep the word within. Believers who are serious about the word will treasure up the word of God in their hearts and live it out daily. Parents, you must indoctrinate your children and grandchildren in the Holy Scriptures. That's not an option. That's a must. You must teach their ABCs about the Scriptures. That's what we did with our children. I still know some of them. Hey, hey, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're teaching Randy and Andrea. B, believe on the Lord and you shall be saved. C, children obey the Lord for this is right. D, depart from evil and do good. Even from the alphabet, learning how to read, you ought to inculcate the word 
even therein. Are y'all hanging with me? You had better indoctrinate your children. Satan is out to kill them, mess up their minds, wipe them out. Satan wants to break your heart, and he will if you don't indoctrinate them. He will if you don't teach them. He will if you don't talk about it around the table. Don't let them have their cell phones at the table and look at all these video games at the table and just look at all this stuff. Sit down, put that stuff away. Now, what did you learn today from the scripture in church? And if they say nothing, now next, I'm going to give you grace this time. Next time, you better have a number of principles, and then we're going to discuss them because we expect you to learn and we expect you to grow. But, parents, you can't expect them to do what you're not doing. I'm not getting many amens now. You've got to have it before you can give it. Excuse the English, but if you ain't got it, you can't give it. Y'all hanging with me? Number, no, that's number one. Okay. <laughs> the older I get, the, the more uh, exegetical I become. But you know, so much sin in folk that I can't rush. You know, there's some surgeries that are long surgeries. They're in that operation room a long time because of the tediousness of the surgery and because of the potential of what could happen. And what I've, I'm doing spiritual surgery right now in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because some of you all are, are spiritual sick and you are in a spiritual crisis. You need to be rushed into the spiritual ICU ward and you don't even know you're sick. Now let me go to number two. <laughs> number two. How do we live holy in an unholy world as Christians? Number two, we live holy by a continuous washing with the word of God. We live holy by a continuous wa- washing with the word of God. You got what? The Word of God is a divine cleanser. It cleans up your mouth. Living a life of holiness reaps benefits we cannot imagine. At the end of life, as we know it on earth, we enjoy life eternal with our Heavenly Father who loves us so much He gave His sinless Son for us. In the beginning, God knew we would need Jesus Christ to intercede for us until we are called from labor to reward. And oh, what awaits us when we get home someday. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 